0: Hey y'all. It's your favorite host and I wanted to just pop in here to say uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier which gives you access to the Discord and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just you know go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe. Uh, follow leave a review if you can Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show and it is always greatly appreciated link is in the description thank you so much and back to the episode welcome to the secret nerd podcast where we think everyone should play tabletop rpgs and give you some reasons why With me today, I have a person who I've had the pleasure of playing with multiple times now. Great d d player, great TTRPG performer, uh, fantastic, fantastic voice, if you would like to introduce yourself.
1: Hey everyone, my name is Mark Jemerson, my cast member on the Realm Adventure Podcast. My pronouns are he, they, and yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. This is pretty incredible.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm excited to have you on. It's been a long time coming because we've, I remember when we first played together had to be early this year
1: i think so yeah maybe like yeah.
0: january february
1: but yeah oh, you, i love wait did you i know you don't have played together with us um but i think you came on first if i'm not mistaken Mm-mm. uh
0: well yes yeah that you mean like in terms of my podcast starting before yours
1: or no you- i'm sorry as a guest on our show so i'm not of the mic <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah um yeah i was uh <sighs> guest on like the 11th episode i think was the first time i oh my y'all. goodness really yeah wow yeah but i had been talking to elias since the day y'all dropped the podcast basically it came out and i was like oh okay yeah all black podcast and i listened to the trailer and i was like oh shit he's rapping on the intro i was like yeah done <laughs> this is done <laughs> love it love it yeah, so it um, became an immediate fan. Uh, and then, of course, everybody over there is so incredible. So, yeah, I, I love it. Um, yeah, so where I always like to start is, like, how did you get into nerd stuff in general? And then we'll jump back to Everrealm.
1: Mm, how did I get into nerd stuff in general? I think on the day I was born, hmm. I was on that nerd tip. Seriously. Yeah. It's always just been a <laughs> – just been. Uh the car- Saturday morning cartoons, the mm-hmm. action figures, the ninja turtles. Like when your kid is not really nerd shit, it's normal. Yeah. And then as you grow up, it's like, oh wait, this is so nerdy. Like I have way <laughs> too many nerdy things. Like I spend way too many time, way too much time playing video games. Mm-hmm. It's just been it has been forever. I think the first like really actively nerdy thing I did was playing Magic the Gathering in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Like the early, early, early editions. Yeah. If not like one of the first. But, um, just doing that and like going to the store and like picking up cards and I was like, I could barely see over the counter probably, um, just picking out like decks and like packs and all kind of weird shit. Like that's what I kind of knew was like, oh, this is like really nerdy. Like no one's doing this, but that's like, like a few little group of friends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Magic was a, was interesting one. I still like, I can still visualize some of the, cards that i got from that when it first came out
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah it's it's, it's different now though i don't (laughs) i don't understand it at this point i wish i could um they really lost me over the years
0: i have like two i've had two like professional magic people on my show and i still Mm -hmm. don't understand it um i also don't ask a lot of questions about it because i'm like i just know it's not a hobby that i can get into like my hyper focus has to stay like on game design right now because I'm mm. like on a roll and I cannot yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deviate from that. So um yeah, I can't start fucking spending sixty dollars a week on new magic Ooh. cards because they expire. I mean it depends on they how many. They do you expire.
1: Buy. No, you're you're right. They do expire. Which is the craziest thing. Like that's so mm. wild to
0: like you can't use this card anymore. <laughs> well yeah like halfway
1: through like the season like they're like oh no this one's dead it's too powerful we're sorry (laughs) dlc cut the shit out yeah that's Um, bullshit what a weird (laughs) no offense y'all. what (laughs) a weird game (laughs) nerds
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucking nerds (laughs) um yeah yeah i think so i played it as a kid and then i tried it again as an adult and i think Mm. i got like two or three decks deep and we were just playing like the standard version this was i think before commander even existed Mm. and then
2: yeah I just stopped playing I was like "I cool I guess like uh, but I don't want to keep buying cards so
1: it's a lot yeah. it's, a bit, it's a commitment to a lifestyle I guess it is, Yeah, which yeah. is you gotta commit to other lives you gotta pick the lifestyle you wanna commit to at some point for sure
0: yeah and I mean like TTRPG's already an expensive hobby and that's just like buying a book you know a month or two like you know what I mean like it's yeah <laughs>
1: It's and still, that also expires. Yeah, yeah. It's some <laughs> sure. some games. Yeah, yep. Well, the main one, but you don't like to talk about
0: that. But yeah, we don't like to talk about that game. Sorry. Um, okay. I mean, it is the game y'all play, but whatever. Uh, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> I felt the judgment in that. It's okay. A little bit.
0: A little bit. Um, it's like I don't hate D and D. I just don't think it's the best version of D and D
1: i listen i i don't have any way to defend it at all besides it's just it's just the thing i do to play with my friends basically yeah, so for
0: sure i mean if you're having fun that's the big that's the important thing
1: yeah i think all, i think for is like mcdonald's right it's like mm-hmm. it's out there it's easy to get it's not delicious but it'll do like yeah. if you're <laughs> depressed enough <laughs> um but it's really just like it's just, for me. It's just like this is a cool way to meet new people and make mm-hmm. new friends. Yeah, like that's if that's if it's anything besides that, like it's fine. But that's the core aspect of it for me. Is like I get to like meet people, do new friends, and like play pretend with them.
2: So. Yeah. Well, and I
0: think it too. Like each table is different, right? Like so, in the ways that we get to play the game is a lot. Different as well. A lot of times now, it seems like people are moving more towards that narrative play style of D and D, which D and D doesn't necessarily do a great job of playing narrative. Uh, odd, yeah. But if your if your group is role playing enough and you're doing enough stuff that's not just combat, like I think you can kind of achieve that. Um, yeah. So I recently had the benefit of playing uh, on Transplaner with Connie. Mm-hmm. Who has also GM'd a game for you and now yeah, is absolutely incredible
1: impactful. Yeah. Like Connie is uh, on the mountain of legend. Yeah. Yeah. Real ass DMs.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, but
0: yeah. So, like, when did that start for you? When did TTRPGs come into your life?
1: Mm, wow. Uh, I first got into D&D 3.5 um, okay. years and years ago. I was in the army, I was in Alaska. Some people know about Alaska, some people don't. Alaska's winter is like from August to March. Like <laughs> Yeah, long as fuck. It's a long, cold, dark winter. It's not that bad, but like I was in my early twenties. I didn't have shit to do. I had no money. I was like in the barracks. Um somebody was like, You wanna play D and D? And I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's better than like looking at this wall. Yeah. Um there was a really dope ass comic book store where I was at. It's still there actually. Um I think it's like called the Fairbanks comic book store or something. Mm. But they had all the books, they had comics. It was like nerd heaven for like me at the time. Yeah. Um they had tables set up for games for magic games. Like it was just a really cool spot. But um I got really hooked into it, bought all the books, I bought like a really cool like leather bound edition book that was like way too expensive for me at the time. <laughs> uh, bought a bunch of like like, subclass books. Like, I can't remember all the stuff they had back then, but it was really, really cool. It was a really fun game. And the same kind of thing. It was another way for me, like, just hang out with my friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think 3.5 and Pathfinder, when they went to 4th Edition, like, both, they just they had so many supplements. Uh, oh,
1: for real, for real.
0: It was, yeah. It was wild. I got introduced to it when, right after Eberron came out. Mm-hmm. So my first class got to, well, I was a shifter and even that, like my buddy had all the books and he had, and like going through the artwork and stuff like, I mean, I, I will say it's, it is, it is like, it's still fun to play, but like I, I bag on it a lot, uh, cause I just love Pathfinder 2 more. but I think it's just like for somebody growing up, like who loved fantasy, who loved like, you know, superheroes, all that stuff, like getting to see that artwork and getting to see like. Oh, this is a character I can play as or design. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. I think it makes a huge difference and and invites you to be creative in that way.
1: Absolutely. I, I was um so I was so happy with some of the options, but also um, unhappy with like some of the character builds I thought I was going to play in my head. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time to like roll the dice, it was like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't, do that. can't do that. Like, you can't be like <laughs> cool as you want to be yeah but here's the game anyway play this yep. shit yep
0: yeah do you remember like some of those restrictions that were there
1: yeah like and i compare it to hmm, let me say this so it always depends on the game and the table you're at for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah. Um, but one thing was, i was like i want to play a sorcerer who's like good at um stealth but also they're like a they can appraise, like, objects and, like, art, art supplies and mm-hmm. shit. Not yeah. It's like art goods. Yeah. Um, But then when it came down to play the, the game, it was like, oh, like, you don't have those proficiencies. You can't do any of that shit. So I don't know why I thought a stealth sorcerer who was good at, like, art appraisal was going to be a good character. But that was in my head.
0: So That sounds like it would be a good character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think Erica on Transplainer plays that character in V. Uh well, yeah. And... But yeah, that's it, true, though. Like, especially like in 3.5, from what I remember, like you have to follow very specific uh, feet trees or you mm-hmm. will screw yourself over. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like a new player who's not about to do all those hours of research to figure it out, like you're going to pick some stuff that you end up not wanting to do later, um, which is unfortunate. Uh,
1: yeah. It was a yeah. lot. It's still a lot. Um, I think yeah. playing. I think playing these like rules heavy D and D games, uh, TTRPG games, is so stressful because it requires so much intense research
3: mm-hmm.
1: or like watching a lot of YouTube videos. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. It is really a balance of trying to figure out like what, how, what is how many how many rules are too many rules, um, and going from there. And I think like I've definitely. Realize that as I got to play games, but now like as I start to make games, it it's heavy on my mind of like, okay, do I actually need this? Like, is a player going to use this, or can they just mm-hmm. like figure out a way to do it? Um, but then you also have players who like I need those rules because I don't know how to improvise mm-hmm. this situation. Uh, so it's like finding that balance of, excuse me, trying to figure it out. I do think though, D and D five e and Pathfinder two e have done a good job of reducing a lot of the bloat from uh, 3.5 and first edition Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Cause there was too much. Like if you go listen to like a Pathfinder first edition podcast, you're gonna be like, why are, why are there so many? <laughs> 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 what is happening right now? <laughs> There's too much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, and I think that's like a good thing that they've done now, uh, with the system is like, it's obviously much more accessible, um, which is part of the reason, uh, why more people are getting into it uh, now?
1: So yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly attractive in a lot of different yeah. ways. Um, I'm always surprised that I, I'm I'm. There's something I'm I'm curious about, especially for your opinion too.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, what do you think of like the TTRPG thing? And I'm trying to like. <laughs> There's it's like some people say community. Mm. Some people yeah, people like I call it the space. space, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some people say industry. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different terms that all kind of mean roughly the same thing. But even space is like, what does that even mean? What is it? the yeah, space. Just like
0: the, the the space that we all congregate on Twitter. The, <laughs> the vacuum, the void emptiness that we trying to I fill. It. Um wow. because I, I think community is absolutely the wrong word. Um, mm-hmm. what do I think of it, just generally speaking?
1: yeah like in terms of like it being it's so brand new like, i think i tweeted that the other day like it's really like mm-hmm. baby it's like in its baby phase of whatever it will be or could be um everyone's got their own little pockets everyone's got their own little like squads um every table matters but no table matters like it's all like one big yeah like you said space like mm-hmm. a better term
0: yeah i do i Agree. I think that there's, it's an interesting thing because we're in a space where, where there are people who have been doing this for years, not only like, you know, been playing the game for decades, but also Mm -hmm. like been doing professional stuff for since like 2013, 2015 um, in TTRPGs. Uh, And that group used to be very small. And Mm -hmm. now that group has grown a lot um but those early people all still remain and many of them are very successful and so i think the hard part is that many people come into the into the space and then they look at those people and they go okay well they're famous like i want to be famous too and then forget to look at the fact that they've been doing this since 2015 they have been like honing their craft and practicing and not to say that you can't come in and be talented and like do something like of course but it's more catching lightning, lightning in a bottle now than it is like mm-hmm. you have almost no market competition and you can just become like massively popular right mm-hmm. i think about i think about the fact that like there are many shows that started in those early years that have huge followings and i wonder how they would do now With as much competition as there is, if they had to
1: start Mm. fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I imagine they would get buried, right? I mean, they They might.
0: I mean, mm. it could be, they could be big. Like, Mm. um, what's that one? Uh, Adventure Zone. Um, The McElroy's were apparently YouTubers before, so they had an audience. So they probably still have a decent leg up, right? But they didn't have to compete with the influx of people coming in, um, dungeons and daddies also massive also started out as YouTubers. They, I think their podcast started in 2018 or 19 and before COVID hit. Right. Um, and then I look at like glass cam podcasts, I mean, they, they turned their, they, they, they that's all they do now. They mm-hmm. literally have a network. They do live shows. They do a bunch of different podcasts, a bunch of different streams. They are self-employed now through TTRPGs. Wow. Um, they battle. make like over a million a year on Patreon and they started in 2015. And I think it took like three years for them to like take off. Wow. So like, these are examples of people who've been around for a long time and it takes a while. And then you have Transplaner. Who, like, if, mm-hmm. if I had my druthers, I would stack against, like, in terms of performances, like, you, I'm like, oh, yeah, some of my favorite performances are, like, Dimension 20, Transplaner. You know what I mean? Like, I'd stack yeah. them up there with that. But, don't have, like, they have more competition. They are, how can I put this? If you are <laughs> um, a little phobic in your mind, you're probably not going to listen just because of the name, right? Uh, which is sure. yeah. super ridiculous and sad um but i I honestly think that that might be the case uh for a lot of people um Mm -hmm. like the show is not just for trans people or just for gay people like it's for everybody it just happens to be cast you know through that uh lens and so but like the performances like if you listen like there's i have never felt the emotions the attachments that i felt to a show that i have in that listening and watching that show so i Mm -hmm. think like it's a, it's weird because it's so like, everything is so dense. Right. And we're all fighting for attention. We're all fighting for, um, listeners and eyes and like Dr. Friedman posted on Twitter, like on a Wednesday there was like 170 actual plays at once on Twitch. Right. Wow! wow. Like, yeah. you know, and most like most it's you're gonna You're going to get a few that have like 20, viewers right you know a couple that will have like maybe in the teens and then a couple um with low numbers and that but it's still like those people are all people that can't watch your show because they're watching something else um so yeah it's it's an interesting thing i think like it's very uh disjointed it's very um all over the place it's hard to get even to grasp somebody's attention because there's so many options. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, and that's just on the performance side, I think like on the design side and the writing side, it's also a thing that I think, like I wish that more people of color work together to like make games together because we're all making games. Um, And most of those games are like small, easily accessible games, which I think is great. Like it, and like practice is obviously super important, but it's also like, again, you're still fighting for an audience. You're still Mm. like trying to get somebody to play it. So it's like, if your mission, if your goal is to eventually become like a game designer, making a bunch of games is probably going to help. But if you were to work together with other people, then we can all like rising tides kind of type of thing. So absolutely. yeah. No, that was a very long answer. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think about this all the time. Cause I'm just, especially like me, I'm kind of in a weird niche space in that. I like, I interview so many different people from all these different walks of the space. And so like, I get so many perspectives on how it looks. And then I'm also just watching and like looking at it all, um, and trying to figure it out on my own as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- would, you know, for you like does that do you feel like that's similar or do you feel like there are other things that you're seeing on your end
1: Yeah, I do think there's a sort of a competitive aspect and I'm really curious about it because I don't think there needs to be necessarily um right. just my perspective is like and I'm I'm not doing the things that other people are doing by far some people are doing way more and I respect the hell out of them mm-hmm. Um but I see it as more you're not Yes, we're competing. Sometimes people are competing against each other in the space. Right, yeah. But we're also competing against, like, football season and, like, the news and just the doom scroll of Twitter and TikTok, all the shit everywhere else and, like, family and my cat walking through the room. Like, we're competing with, like, everything for, like, other people's time and attention. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, how much do we want of other people's time and attention? How much can we actually expect other people to spend to look at our product specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Yeah.
0: No, you're good. And yeah, I'll just jump in real quick. Even if we're not competing against each other, like you still you still can only have some, so much of an audience because yeah. even if you're not competing, like people are still only paying attention to the things they're paying attention to, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, you're, you're totally right. It's It's... <laughs> there's so many distractions and not distractions but so many other things to pay attention to in life besides TTRPGs and TTRPGs and so when you list off you've heard XYZ, TTRPGs, I'm like wow, I need to catch up on a bunch of shit um, <laughs> but I'm saying that about my Netflix queue and the TV yeah, shows to watch, yeah. <laughs> like I'm always yeah, playing catch up oh, with well. so many different aspects of life and I'd rather just, me, I'd rather just play with my friends
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and so that's what I think is interesting about this the space sometimes is that um, from like I don't know. I'd imagine I would hope people would take a step back and like this is an opportunity for me to play with my friends and maybe connect with other people, mm-hmm. so that we can all actually be a community or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just so curious. I'm so curious about how how many different cool things people are doing and yeah. how it has become a space. And
3: I respect a lot of the people who are really just into like be there for other people and support other people and just yeah
0: yeah it's interesting it is yeah it's i mean i think about like you're right though like i you know just um this past week i was like oh okay yeah thursday football game's on oh but also the stream's going (laughs) oh but also you know what i should be doing is actually working on this game that i'm trying to release oh but you know what else sounds good Mm. playing a video game too and so it's like yeah yeah. all these different things and so for me, right, I'm a dad with three kids, uh, mm-hmm. a wife, and I have a full-time job. Um, and so trying to figure out like, okay, how do I balance all of this stuff, right? For me, it's a lot of like, I have to really be, I have to really pick and choose the things that I do so that I can get stuff done. I, I don't apply to like do a bunch of like performances, even though I enjoy it, um, because I know I can't. Uh, I'm very like, if somebody's like, Hey, you want to do this thing? I'm like, look, these are my limits. These are my times that I can do this stuff. Um, so if everybody's good with that, then yeah, I'm in. And I have other friends who are like, yeah, I'm in six actual plays a week. And I'm like, I fucking wish I could, Mm. (laughs) you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it is tough. You know, we're all in this like COVID world right now, trying to figure out normal life and also figure out this thing that, we use to, uh, escape and enjoy and, 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 um, and use as Mm self-care, but also that acts as well as additional income for some people, um, you know, uh, additional opportunities for some people just like, and, and just socialization, right. Mm -hmm. Um, to a certain Mm -hmm. extent, depending on, on whether or not you even like to go out on from your Mm -hmm. house. So, yeah. It's true. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, even like Elias and I, Elias just got a new job. I don't think that's like putting him on blast. It's just vaguely he's got a new job. And, uh, but we prior to this new job, he and I used to talk like every day. Um, like we would just always be texting and now like i barely talk to him because he's working all day and then i'm working all day and and you know by the time evening comes mm-hmm. like we've got stuff going on at our houses and stuff and so like now it's more of like a maybe once a week type of deal um
1: so i i think i think and you can cut this out if you want to i think your guys relationship is so cute like you guys are like <laughs> the best buds Not of ttrpgs up. like you guys are like <laughs> It's like I don't know. You yeah, guys are so like funny together. You're, you're, the way you guys text each other that I've seen on this point yeah. and shit is like oh, like they're best friend. So <laughs> yeah. I hope they like hang out and play ball someday.
0: Or, I I hope
1: so. I don't know. Yeah, I would do.
0: Yeah, no, it's really good. I I think like that's even when we first like when I first first reached out. Um, like I said after that, uh, after y'all dropped the podcast, like, um, we just talked for a long time, and I was just like trying to, you know, give them advice of like, because I think like one of the hardest things, especially as uh, the BIMPOP people, especially as marginalized people, like Mm -hmm. coming into the space, you can go down some paths that will lead you in a direction that's only going to work against you, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. on TTRPG Twitter. So if I can help somebody avoid that, if they want to listen to that advice, like I usually will try. Um, And I try not to do it as like a, you know, here's a blacklist. Like, here's you know, pointing fingers. This is more of just like, look. This in my experience, these are things yeah. that I've seen. Like, you know, do what you want to do. Um, but yeah. So, but like, we just immediately started talking all the time, and then I think it just like, yeah, I just took off. But like, it's mm-hmm. he's such a good guy, and I'm happy that uh, that we're really close friends. I, I think it's oh. great. Um, yeah. I mean, but it's like that's that's the thing. Like, sometimes you find those people, right? Sometimes yeah, definitely. Um. That's a situation that happens. It doesn't happen every time, but there are a few other people that are like that as well of just like we meet and it's immediately like, Oh yeah. Okay. I never want to stop talking to you.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's one of my favorite parts about this community. It's like I've just in the last few months, I've met so many cool people and played games Mm -hmm. with so many cool people. I'm like, yeah. Like how are we not hanging out all the time now? Like
3: shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like was, was Everrealm your first, entry into like the quote unquote teacher RPG space. Like, was it your first like time playing in close to this, um, I guess like close to the AP space kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a, I was in a, um, a home game that was like kind of killing me. It was, mm-hmm. uh, around here. I live around like the college park, silver spring area of Maryland. Okay. Um, outside of DC and, it was um a bunch of other older white players and it was a challenge for me because I was saying and doing things that made sense to me and my <laughs> experience as a black person. Yeah. And they were looking at me like, okay, so anyway, what else are we doing? I'm mm-hmm. like, God damn. Yeah. I like <laughs> Can I breathe? So not only was everyone the first place in the um to do anything with an AP, but it's also my first like all black POC game, yeah. And to me, that like changed everything about my, my experience, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, um, I think my first overall experience with, with kind of a POC TTRPGs was um, Critical Bard had a hosted um, a YouTube event. It was, I think it was like Angry black, black. Black AF. Black AF. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my actual first time seeing Black. I don't know how I came across it. But that was the first time I saw people of color talking about D, D&D, TTRPG, the mm-hmm. community, the space. And I, the the anger and the frustration and the, the hurt, really, mm-hmm. resonated with me so much. Um, and so kind of after that, I was like, wow, like, one, I didn't know that people were in the space. Two, I didn't know that there's a lot of frustration with people in space because I felt the same frustration at my little home group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just, just seeing that was powerful and then being in an all POC um, group of players equally as powerful. Like, I yeah. felt so empowered to play, to role play, to experiment. Mm-hmm. to talk about things I couldn't talk about anywhere else Yeah, in the game, outside of the game. Like, it was really, it was just really uplifting for me at the time. And then I went to Blurred Con, and, which is all, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> uh, a con in the D.C. area mm-hmm. um, targeted for uh, Blurreds, and it is all black excellence, the black cosplayers, the black yeah. gamers, the black artists and creatives in the space, and they all come through the BlurCon, Con. And I was like, wow, like, we really out here doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it felt so good not to feel alone in the space mm-hmm. um, of being a black nerd, because sometimes it can feel that way, especially for me as someone who's really introverted yeah. um, and doesn't probably have the best connections out there in the world. Um, but yeah, it just felt so good to be around like my people
3: for once mm. in my life. It was really something special, and it yeah. still feels special.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think like that was one of the um, the things. Like like I said, like that re- immediately drew me in. Was like, oh, like this is different. Like as much as I would like, there are other actual plays that I listen to that I enjoyed. Like it is, it's different to be able to listen and go, like, yeah, these voices sound like my people you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they they're talking about things that i experienced or um you talking in a way that's free and that you can tell like they can they can express themselves without fear of being misunderstood or Mm -hmm. shut down or whatever um or like it turning into a weird joke for people of uh not people of color (laughs) uh and so (laughs) yeah i think it's just like I think it's just one of those things like it's just so good like it, it to listen to and to really enjoy and I think I'm so glad that we're at a point now that we're seeing more and more of that happen right still not happening enough but I think there there's more and more of that happening and um yeah I love it it's it's definitely makes it like I think this is a good example like people Critical Role is like the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, even I've like, i listened to the first two campaigns and I haven't listened to any of the third campaign. And a lot of times if somebody asks me why it's, I'm like, well, I have like 12, 15 other shows yeah, that are by serious. POC creators that I don't, you know, that are, I'd rather listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no shade. Like, Critical Role, like, they're still amazing performers. Uh, it's amazing production, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they have plenty of fans, though. But they have plenty of fans, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of those fans are a little too intense. Um, and there are also, that's one contributing factor. There are other contributing factors to what kind of turned me off from Campaign 3. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I kind of, I think, I kind of know, like, how y'all started with the Everhome, but, like, from your perspective, like, what, how did you get into it like how did y'all meet
1: yeah 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 um LAS had just put a, a notice up on the there's a black facebook group for D players mm-hmm. and i need to find out what they're called so i can plug them um uh, yeah he's all black D players facebook group he posted it's like hey i'm gonna do uh a recording gonna do a thing and uh I just thought it was just going to be a basic game. Like, oh shit, I like to play. Like, hook me up. Yeah. Um, but it turned out to be, we were recording and the editing and people were coming in and people were listening. And I was like, are people, people really interested in this? <laughs> um, because I'm just doing it for the hell of it. I'm just doing it because I like enjoy this game and I'm loving the story and I'm loving the world. Um, but it really built up into what it is now. Um, which is mo- more than anything I could have ever expected. Um, it's, yeah. it's such a precious thing to me to be a part of that because it's, it's so, I don't know, it's just been really, really powerful, this whole experience. What was the inspiration for Farley's? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> the Farley's was, first I took the name Farley's from B-Day's character in um, Heroes of the Plains freely. Um, who was I was really feeling that podcast at the time? I would really look up to B. Dave as a as a player. Like, yeah. Um, like, rewind it back a little bit, I I feel like B. Dave taught me how to play D anD D because he okay. was the first time I was seeing a black person play D anD D at that level. Yeah. Um, his character was like loud, taking up space, obnoxious. Always had to say what he wanted to say. Always was like the most. At every moment. And I was like, at first I was like, man, this character is so annoying. He's taking up so much space. But I was like, hold up. This (laughs) brother is really taking up space on this scene. Like, if he can do it, I can fucking do it. Like, if he can be that much extra, like, whoa, I can do it too. So seeing him really gave me permission to just, like, step out of my comfort levels and just be like, let me just do the most because it doesn't matter. Is just a game to me. Um, So Farley's was based off the character that I was playing in my All White (laughs) game. That my Mm -hmm. that character was like dying because I was dying inside from playing it. (laughs) So I was like, I need to like take this cool character that I got and put him in like somewhere that is also cool. Mm -hmm. So that's where Farley's came from. Um, The character in the game was he was meant to be like a little bit obnoxious, um, really overly proud of himself. Um, <clears throat> just like the person that you would not want to be around, not because he's bad, but just cause he's so confident. And that's what I wanted to play as like a just really confident character who just really believed themselves. So when I made him, um, Farley's in Everrealm, I was like, okay, I want all those characteristics, but let me make it a little low key. Let me just calm it down a little bit. Let me make him like psychic as well, because that's fun as hell. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it really came from a, a place of me growing into this character and seeing like all the things that I want to see myself into a character. And then when I um, moved into the other realm, basically I was like, what, what's another side of myself that I want to explore in this, um, in this game. So, yeah. That's kind of like where all my characters kind of stem from. It's like, what's a part of me that needs to like express itself right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great way to do it too. Cause it, It really does. Like, I think even myself, like, I feel like in role play, it allows you to be more free because you can kind of express yourself without the worry of like real life judgment, right? Or like, even if it's like, oh, like that character did a weird thing, it's still like, well, the character did a weird thing, right? You Mm -hmm. can kind of detach yourself from that moment, but you can figure out like what, how, how people will react. Cause I think it's hard, like unless you're a really, really good actor, like it's hard to just separate yourself from, from the character completely. Um, and so I think like, it's, it's good to be able to, to have those moments to, um, to do that. Like for me, a big thing that I love is like playing a kiss, a character who is, uh, who is autistic. Um, and, Who can... Like I've grown, you know, I'm 34, so like I've learned how to filter a lot of the things that want to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think of them the same way. Like I still process it, and then I have to like put it through another filter of like, okay, you can't say that shit um, because you know somebody will understand you or they're going to oh, yeah. get offended or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so in a game, I can like you know with a comfortable table, I can be like, oh yeah, I'm going to just express myself this way and say these things, yeah. um, and yeah. and that it feels so good to be able to just like. Cause I'm not saying like heinous shit. I'm just like, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't want to have to put all of that through a filter every single time. Yeah. Um, and then people still like, you know, so like, yeah, I think it's just like, I, that's one thing that I really, really love about role-playing in that way is, is being able to do that. But yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that trust you build with the people around you can, it's, it's mm-hmm. so powerful. I mean, that, those, yeah. those filters that we put all of our thoughts through before they express them in the world. Man, that stuff is so stressful. I, I admire people so much who like, at least from my perception, they don't have a filter or they have fewer filters and they can just mm-hmm. pop off and somebody, yeah. and everybody loves it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, you just like pop it off. And like, I'm so happy for you. I wish I could just say many of the things that are on my mind. Um, mm. Cause holding back sucks. Like, yep. it's, so, it's so frustrating to hold back. And I think that's, like you're saying, when you play TTRPGs with cool people and the people you really trust, it's like, oh, I don't have to hold anything back. I can let this character just pop off the way yeah. I want to do in my real life.
0: I mean, I think that's like one of the big things about, like, because there is no TTRPG community, but there are communities within the space, right? And so I think like having tables where you can play at an all-black table, having like Discord channels where it's like, almost everybody in this Discord channel is neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one way or another, and like the freedom that that brings of being able to say like, "Hey, this is what I meant actually," or like everybody's using tone indicators, or um if you don't understand, you could just be like, "Hey, I don't understand," and people like don't turn it into a thing. They're just like explain yeah, themselves, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that—that's how it should be when we have like conversations normally, but it's not, and so like having those spaces to be able to go like, "Yeah, you know." this is a place where I can express myself without the worry. Like that's why, like whenever I jump mm-hmm. into the Everrealm discord and I just like pop off saying some shit. Cause so I'm like, I, like, <laughs> this is a safe space. I can say some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody in here is PLC, And, and, um, and we're all coming from the same place. Right. Even yeah. if I'm like just being like a little over the top. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's so important to have those. And I think the more that we can start to introduce New people to that stuff, like I think it's gonna help a lot. Um what's that the uh I think we're both part of it. I can't remember the name of Discord because I'm I am i am in too many Discords, but
2: Same. there's the um God, It could be
1: because
0: I know that
1: Blur, Blur D or Historically Black Dice or yes,
0: Historically Black Dice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't I'm not in historically black dice a lot. Like I'm mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll pop in there. But like it's an again, like another place where um Black folks are able to just like talk about the TGR space yeah, yeah. with each other and all be coming from the same space. So
1: I think it's such a powerful thing in this um, last couple of years. Anyway, that I've noticed, I've been a part of it where POC can come together in this blurred space. I remember being as a kid, I was so nerdy, and it's a traditional thing of like nerdy kid. Let's, let's fucking pick on him. <laughs> like let's yeah, throw yeah. him against the yeah. locker and like let's body check him in the hallway and shit and talk shit about his clothes. Um, man, middle school is cruel, right?
3: Yeah,
2: it's,
1: it's for vicious sure. for 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 nerds like myself and others. <laughs> yeah, um, no way, well, yeah, But I remember, like, as a kid, I was sitting in the corner, like probably last class. I'm in the very back of the back, just trying to be ignored by the whole world. Um, and I'm sitting there humming. I'm like. Just to myself, real quiet. And the whole and half the class went, Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, Y'all are fucking nerds too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What? The whole class knows a Dragon Ball Z fucking song and y'all been picking on me? Because yeah. I'm everybody in this room is a nerd. I was so heated, but also surprised. I'm like, wow, like that's something we could all actually come together on instead of like mm-hmm being yeah. little shit asses in the image <laughs> yeah. that's so true
2: yeah so just like so,
1: now i'm so proud of seeing everybody out here even though there's still some like gatekeeping within the communities mm-hmm. within the communities I, i'd still love to see like everybody just coming together around this yeah. one thing
0: yeah i think that's like one of the things that i think has helped me a lot just being playing TTRPGs and stuff like that. It's not, kind of like we talked about. We both like have alluded to a thing without necessarily saying it. And I think mm. like you talked about um, how you initially perceived b Dave's character, right? Um, and and how you were like, man, this character is annoying. And then it, like it yeah. took a reframing to be like, oh no, like this character's just taking up space and this is okay. Mm. But I think that like, that comes from internalized racism, right. That comes from internalized biases that we have. And the same thing, like for me, like, you know, when I see a character who is, who has no filter, right. It's, Mm. there's that moment of just like, you can't do that. And I'm like, Mm. well, why can't they do that? Because society said so like, fuck that. Um, and so I think like, that's one of the great things that TTRPGs have are, is doing is that as we get to play in these spaces, we can, we start to realize like, oh, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be this way. Oh, when I was playing at other tables, I was actually code switching. You know, I was mm. actually masking, yeah. um, and now I don't have to because this is a table that I feel good at, um, and God, I mean, that's just so freeing. You know, that's it, it really makes a is. huge,
1: huge difference. It really is. It's it's so curious how we are fed this concept of fantasy and how we engage with TTRPGs that are that are in fantasy, um, and we're taught this. It's meant to be like one. Way, mm-hmm. medieval, white, um, blonde hair, blue-eyed elves and shit. Dwarves yeah. with a Scottish accent. Who the fuck decided they're from Scotland? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. I want a dwarf from Baltimore. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but just yeah, we were taught this. Like, there's only one way to do it. If you're not doing it, you're doing it wrong. Or mm-hmm. you're gonna make other people uncomfortable if you do things differently. But it's like, no. All those were lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those are something to. Fed to us as a narrative that feeds like one specific like monster that nobody wants to fucking talk to anymore. So yeah, I love the freedom of being able to see so many different ways of play. And I'm still like, every time I see new people play, new POC tables play, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many levels to this. Like there's more, it goes deeper and deeper. No, it doesn't go deeper. It goes higher and higher and higher Um, because there's so many talented people bringing so many talented things to the community and i um i'm so surprised at the the heights this thing can actually go to um mm. when we come together uh, yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah definitely um yeah and then to uh i wanted to say it before i forgot but to jump back to like your school days um secret nerd started out because of having to shut a lot of that stuff down when i was in school mm. um was that something, like, I know you said middle school is cruel, but, like, d- did you experience that as well in high school of, like, mm. going through this moment of, like, uh, you're nerdy still, but you just don't talk about it? You don't present it? Or did you, do you, did you still kind of, like, fly that flag and then just deal with the, I don't want to say consequences, but you yeah. know, deal with society?
1: Yeah. No, my high school was real different um, because, <laughs> this is weird. I just had my 20-year high school anniversary. Okay. Um, just the summer. It's really cool. Yeah, I went to a boarding school in England for my okay. high school. And yeah. so, like, I was the only black kid. And so, ah. sorry, retract that. I was only African-American. There are a few other um, students from Africa there. Okay. Um, real cool folk. Um, I was only African-American there. So, like, I had, man, I had to play a role there mm-hmm. for my own kind of well-being and health because I was like, I'm how am I going to be the only African-American here? Like, nobody (laughs) understands shit I'm doing. So I have to adapt to this environment, this boarding school um, down the street from fucking Hogwarts and shit. Um, (laughs) Like, so I didn't, I hung out, I feel like I hung out with nerds, but I wasn't perceived as a nerd because I was black. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to see that part of me at the time. They just wanted to see, like, the clothes and the music and what they thought blackness was. And mm-hmm. so I definitely felt like I had to slide into that a little bit. Um, yeah. Because it was just it was just a means of survival for me at the time. You know, in the high school, anyways, I'm still figuring myself, everyone's still figuring themselves out. So,
2: Yeah. You know.
1: But yeah. I definitely put that side of me away for a bit because I just didn't have any opportunity to explore it, really. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's like,
1: it is pretty
0: wild to think about how that works. Right. Cause it's, it is like, especially when you're outnumbered by an, like massive, (laughs) you know, uh, amount, like, yeah, it really comes down to like, I just need to make it through without somebody, you know, doing a racism or Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, trying to like jump me or whatever, like just like whatever's going to like, you know, n- max out my charisma score through this next four years. <laughs> is going got to be yeah. the best
1: seriously situation
0: yeah. possible. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's, you know, we go through those moments of just like you're fucking code switching class to class. You're code switching mm. from one recess to the next and then back at home. And then it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's exhausting. You
1: know it is, um, it is. This it is one of the things that when I, so when I got out, um when I was getting through college I was um, did an internship at um Johns Hopkins University and one of the things that we were looking at is um health disparities between African Americans and everyone else and that was one of yeah. the things that we covered was um how code switching, how stressful that is to your heart mm-hmm. like it really damages your heart to have to be different people it's like very minuscule and it builds up over time but just the stress it causes your body is yeah. very serious <laughs> it is very yeah. serious
0: and yeah and i mean and that's the thing like and for many of us doing it for so long for so many years too you know so it's good now um the more that we can continue to get representation and um you know more people that can help us be in spaces where we can be ourselves mm-hmm. uh, i think it is a huge, huge difference,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, really beautiful. Yeah,
0: which I think, like, I'm interested, now that we're talking about this, like, I'm curious, like, how much, like, work from home has helped people, right, Um, Mm. in that way, Uh, like, to not have to go into an office and put on a face and just, like, be at home, being yourself, you know what I mean? Um, Because even if you're, like, code switching for a meeting, like, that's an hour or two, right? Like, as opposed to, like, an eight-hour shift or mm. longer depending on where you worked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, interesting. Um yeah, so I mean like obviously so I would I say obviously. Um I think you are a fantastic performer. Um having oh, both listened you. to you and played with you, I think that you do an incredible job. That's so um, kind. Yeah, of course. And do you think that like is TTRPG performance like a thing that you want to continue to like get into, start to like do more of that kind of stuff?
1: Well, first, let me say that I'm 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 am I look up to your performances um you. because the way you put your characters together and describe their actions and just how their physicality and what they're doing, like I I'm, I would, I'm always trying to absorb a little bit of that. That's as much as I can. You have so much goodness. So I'm like, let me just like scrape off a little bit off the side <laughs> and see if Thank I can you. mix it to my own thing. Because the way your characters come to life while you play, it's really incredible. Um, would I like to do more performances? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do more. Um, but at this point, so I think there's a many groups of people but there's people who are like, okay, you got your Critical Bards. You got mm-hmm. your Nora Abrams. You got people who are like actors mm-hmm. who are playing TTRPGs. Yeah. And I ain't no actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realize that because I've seen actors do what they do. And like, it would take me another decade or more to get to that level, which mm-hmm. I'm happy to do. But I know there's time. It will take time and effort. Um, I just want to play fun games with my friends. And I think that's to me what it's all about. Like, if I can make friends with more people and play more games with them, I'm happy to. I've played some really amazing games with some really new people that that I've seen out in this in this this space, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm like, wow, I'd love to play with them. And then I started playing with them. I'm like, they're really good, and they're really fun, and they're really cool as shit. Um, So I would love to play more and perform more and do more. Um, But really, I just want to like. Hang out with cool people and do cool things with cool people. Um, yeah, I I came into the I came into this really in a bad place. I think I was like, wow, if I could just get him like the biggest names and da 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 da, and I'll mm-hmm. be the best of all time da da da. Nah, then I was like, no 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 no. Um, B. Dave and Mark Meer and all those guys, they play with their friends. Mm-hmm. They play with uh, actors and performers, but they're all friends. Yeah, and I don't need to be friends with them. <laughs> I would like to be this, like, how cool to be no yeah, like, kind yeah. of the past or something. Um, yeah, but we're not friends. She plays with her friends, and guess what? I get to make my own friends, meet my mm-hmm. own people, and have my own community, and play with the people that I love. Um, so really, for me, it's just a conduit to like meet new, interesting people and like just yeah. vibe with people and have that connective space. Because I think, especially now, after well, not after. <clears throat> during the whole COVID period, um, there's been so many losses of connections and Mm -hmm. being around people. And so for me, this is a a way just to connect with really cool people
2: again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, that's beautiful. Like, and it's true. Like, it doesn't always have to lead to something more, right? In my case, it did. Um, But that's just, you know, I just, and really just like it, and for me, it's not even so much teacher g performing like i do enjoy it i really do Mm -hmm. um but it just like became a thing of like oh i could start a podcast oh what if i just started making a one page oh what if i you know what i mean and that just has built um because i i've always been a writer and that's um now i get to marry two things like writing and games Mm -hmm. um and that has been an incredible revelation for me personally but i do think that there is still a ton of value of just being a person who plays games and just has fun Um, because there are so many people who just also want to just play games. Right. And I think it's hard. Like when you have friends who are now like in the TTRPG space Mm. officially or whatever, um, and you just like want to play a home game, it's hard sometimes to just play a home game. Um, You know, like I even like there are times when I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, let's play a game together. And then it, the conversation of like let's play a game together turns into like, okay, well, how are we producing this? When is this coming out? You know, and like yeah. which is like yeah. again, that's fine. But also sometimes I'm just like I like I just thought like maybe we could just like get together on Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like low key and uh and just do a thing. So now it becomes like a thing where I specify a lot of times like, hey, do you want to play in this unrecorded game? No pressure. Mm-hmm. Like let's just have some fun.
1: Um that's something because, I've been I've been considering. Sorry, and sorry Paul, just for interrupting. It's something I've been oh, really good. considering. It's just like I, it's people who I've streamed with and all that and recorded with. But it's like let's just get together and like play a no consequences, no stakes game. Like mm-hmm. just drop two two and a half hours on something silly and just hang out. Yeah. Um, I put this on Twitter a couple a while ago. It was like the other aspect is. Um, played a game or two or I was scheduled to play a game or two and we just ended up like talking instead and we never got to the game and I called it the yeah. nun shot because it's just like <laughs> you just get there and just, just talk shit and be friends like yeah. just because you do a thing together doesn't mean you can't just like hang out and kick it um, but yeah I, I just that's something I value too just spending time with people right just yeah, you know it doesn't have to be about the show it doesn't have to be about the, the business or the industry like let's just kick it
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I did that. We were planning a session and, uh, we were in the one shot and we had like set aside like two and a half hours for the one shot or for the uh, session zero, excuse me. And we were done like 45 minutes in, um, like with mm-hmm. all the, like the pre-planning stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, we all plan for this time. You want to just like hang out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and so we just hung out for like another hour. Um, which I think is like, yeah, it, it is really cool. Cause I agree. There is a certain aspect of it. Like like I said, I'm in too many discords, so I don't really spend a lot of time <laughs> in many of them um, yeah. because it's just, I can't, like, that's already too much social battery. Um, so there's a few that I do, but like, I think, like, I am conscious of the fact that I like, I want to do a better job of like people who I consider my friends in the teacher RPG space of just like reaching out and like talking friendship. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, because even though we're friends and we enjoy each other, like, I don't want our only conversations to be like, Wins our next game? You know what I mean?
1: Because then it um, becomes work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and as much as like those conversations can still happen, I, I really do think that there is like, we're already set up to have these remote relationships with people, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've, we're doing it. Um, so I think we can add that extra layer of like, the, just take a minute to like, be like, Hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Um, you know, Let's just get on a call and fucking so catch up for a little bit. Um, so like my friend uh Andrani, like we are working on a game together and sometimes we'll just like nice. jump on a Zoom call and just be like, spend forty-five minutes just talking to each other. And then like yeah, the last fifteen minutes yeah. we'll be like, Oh yeah, by the way, um or so and so section, blah 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 blah. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to know how they're doing. So I think, yeah, it's it is like it's easy. I don't know. That's probably not the right word. You can meet a lot of new people and create a lot of new relationships in a teacher RPG space if that's something that you're interested in doing. But I think, like, I think it's just as important to take the time to like talk about other stuff and just hang out, absolutely, um, yeah. and actually have like genuine connections. Because yeah, there are people that I've played with that I'm like. I just like this was so much fun. Like I love this. I loved it. But like we haven't had another conversation outside of that. Would I consider them a friend? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I would definitely like think that they're an enjoyable person, and an acquaintance. But like, yeah, I would still like to get to know you more. Totally. totally. And that is only actually going to help the game anyway. So
1: yes, absolutely. It absolutely makes all the difference to have like that real trust. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's such a cool thing. To actually be mm-hmm. able to meet people. But I, I so there's another aspect of it as well. And it's something that I had to really reconcile with myself, is like, um, I don't ever want to get to the point where like I'm playing a game with somebody to get clout. And I think some mm-hmm. people come into the space with that in their mind. where well, they don't think they're they're not saying I'm gonna get clout, but they're saying like, oh if I can just play this with one person and I can boost me up to this next level and then I can mm-hmm. play with these other people. I'm just like, nah. Let me just like be friends with the people that I really like, and um,
2: yeah,
1: not try to chase anything more than that because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person who's just like using people to, yeah, get. I don't even I don't even know what the goal is. Popular, I mean, fame I to be an influencer, like, yeah, like I think
3: that is
1: yeah. I've seen a buddy of mine, Logan, and he came onto the TTRPG scene. I feel like around the same time I did. Um, and he got mad followers real quick. Yeah. And now he's he's always like I'm not very happy <laughs> with all this summertime time <laughs> because I got too many too many eyes on me. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want a lot of eyes on me like that. Like I'm good. Yeah. I don't yeah, need a bunch of random <laughs> you know you know what it's like. Shoot my You know what it's like. I
2: don't, I really I don't,
1: don't need know. you don't need like a bunch of random motherfuckers showing up and be like, hey, I think you're wrong about your your opinion. Yeah, and you can die in a ditch <laughs> yeah. with all your
3: friends.
0: Yeah, people are absurd. That's I mean that's why I stay out of the discourse, right? Um, because I'm like, you're not going to change somebody's opinion. You're just you're literally just going to start a fire and then deal with the people that come in to make that fire burn more. And so (laughs) I just don't, I don't have an interest in that. So a lot of times like there's, there are times occasionally where I'm like, this is the thing that I feel like I need to say. Mm. And then I will usually turn off my replies to to followers only Mm. or to people that I follow. only. And then there are other times where I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that is something I think, but I'm not going to talk about that because I know Mm. like, I don't want to deal with it, um, or somebody else probably already said it and said it better than I could say it, and I'm yeah. just going to retweet what they said because I think that that like I don't need to add more to this thing that's already been like it's already going. So, um, yeah, it is it is tough, like it, and it's hard to to look at, but it is like it. The the space is interesting, right? That's why I have so many different people on, um, you know, people with tons of followers, people with. Well, very few followers because like it's, me? it's not just, like yeah, <laughs> it's not just uh I mean, I'm, I, you know, my personal Twitter only has less than 600 followers. Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm not like a massive person myself. So like, I, I want it to be more representative of this space and especially now specifically more representative of the marginalized people in the space. But like, not all the marginalized people are fucking be dave you know what i mean or tanya mm-hmm. and yeah. so like yeah like of course like there's other people in here who have perspectives as well just because we don't have thousands and thousands of followers doesn't mean that our perspectives are invalid um yeah. and i think it's so important to like look at that and to think about like what what is it you want um you know when you're coming into it because it's like there are benefits to having more followers for sure uh but there also are
1: downfalls to that as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, when you can't curate your own like experience with the people that are around you, it it gets real, real smelly, real fast. Um, yes, yeah. I think I think so. One of the other projects I'm working on, we're just getting started off the ground, is um, a couple of other Black, no, POC creators. Forgive me, because uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty diverse, more diverse than I'm I'm realizing um, sometimes. <clears throat> a couple of Q, uh, PLC creators are coming together, and we're doing um, a zine and a bunch of other like projects in the TTRPG space. Yeah, um, and we're called Apochromatic Unlimited. And Apochromatic is it's a type of lens that focuses different colors mm. into one space. Um, as that's where the really name, the title came from. But that's one of the things we're trying to do now is bring together and uplift um uh POC creators, POC TTRPG, artists, um, writers, and put it all into this cool zine, this one space and have everybody, as many people as we can find, um, to be aware of what everybody's doing. We want to base it in um people's I want to say indigenous cultures. That's not always what I mean. But just the, the cultures that, that yeah. people have lived in and how yeah. that kind of influences um, their writing or their art style or uh, maybe a world or maybe a monster they've created, just something. So, that's one of the goals. One of the things we're trying to do is just uplift and put a, a microphone in front of people who normally wouldn't be heard. So, I respect you for being, um, allowing people to have those opportunities to have that kind of same kind of thing where they can, you know. Be heard where otherwise it might not not have been.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really important to me to to use whatever audience I have to like to create spaces that people can have those conversations. And I I always love to hear like feedback. You know, of people being like, "Oh, like I learned about this new thing," or like, "I oh I didn't think about this perspective this way," or whatever. Um, Because it is. I there's a lot of times I learn shit on the show. The episode that just came out last week was with. Uh, was with KP and, mm. uh, amazing photographer. And he taught me a lot about, um, stuff that I was just ignorant to about even like the usage of words and, um, and things like that. And so like, um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's just so cool to be able to do that. Like I think about a lot, this is, my show has been out for over a year now. I think mm-hmm. about the fact that like somebody can go listen to my show from beginning to now and like hear this journey of me like discovering autism within myself, you know what I mean and like sure. going down this path and like or even like just like learning more about um gender and sexuality and how to like have that discussion as a c- mm-hmm. cis person um and and to help people feel comfortable having that discussion with me and I think that that's like things like that i th- are just so I find so invaluable and i I'm glad that I'm able to share them. And I think it's definitely one of the things that like continues me to drive that forward. Um, and I'm excited to hear about this project because I think that that's important. Like we need more people doing it because I'm just one perspective, right? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, as much as I, as, as much as I think I do a good job, uh, I, I am <laughs> just one perspective. Job, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, and, and we need more people having those conversations, reaching more people, bringing other stories out of people so that we can continue pushing this forward um so that what the people that are listening you know can can learn from it and and uh have a better appreciation for the differences of those around us
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and you and that's one of the things that you know i kind of texted you about as you've inspired me to do kind of an interview segment as part Mm -hmm. of this apocalyptic unlimited thing um, because like you do such cool work, like <laughs> I have, I did go back and do earlier interviews. And I'm like, oh, this is like, yeah, this cat is going a lot. This cat is mm-hmm. going a lot, and I know it's just from hard work and repetition and just doing the damn thing, yeah. um, and natural talent and charisma. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like that—that isn't you. You've inspired me to work on something within myself. So for that, I'm really thankful. Um, I appreciate that. For me, thank you. Pretty badass.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that. But yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great note to end on. Um, so it, 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 is that, uh, and I word's hard to pronounce it. Pro, can you say that again? The new project?
1: <laughs> uh, apochromatic, APOC, apochromatic. chromatic unlimited. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a, like a film term, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, um, is that out yet? Or will, when, when will you, when do you think that's coming out?
1: I think we'll probably have our first release, um, next year, probably second quarter. Um, so okay. mid, mid 2023. We're still yeah. getting, we're still, still putting things together. Nice. Um, I love, to...
0: I love planning. I think as much as I hate <laughs> planning, I think in, when it comes to the produce space, the more planning you can do, the better off you're going um, to be. Just have like a fucking great launch um yeah so keep an eye out for that folks and yeah where can people find you if you want to be found
1: yeah also keep an, keep an eye out for the 2022 black podcast awards blurred podcast of the year the avaram adventure you can find me on there we're just dropping new ep- recording new episodes um, as we speak and but yeah, when I'm not there, you can find me at M O R R T H E M E R I underscore E R. That's more than merrier on the Twitters.
0: Yep. Yeah. Check it out. Check out Everrealm. Uh, It's so good. I'm in there. You can listen to me be a uh, beatboxing, spear wielding, uh, blade singing wizard uh, <laughs> and have yeah. some fun with these folks. So hype. hype yeah. Hype. All yeah. hype. I'm glad to have got you on it's been a long time thank you for having me oh my Uh,
1: goodness Um, listen I've I've heard heard your interviews and you've had (laughs) some super people Um, and so I'm glad that I am in some way a part of that whole experience that that you've put together so I really appreciate this really absolutely
0: yeah absolutely thank you thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed the show If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing.